0: Hello and welcome back to the Unfiltered Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rachel. On today's episode, we get to dive into the world of genetics and epigenetics and how your biochemistry actually affects the way that your body functions and affects your health in really dynamic ways. So today I thought I would interview one of my mentors. I have taken many of her courses. I'm also a certified holistic practitioner. And she taught me a lot about biochemistry, so I thought, who better than to interview the master herself of biochemistry, and that's Dr. J. Honestly, she has a lot of accolades. I'm just going to mention a few about Dr. J. She's the creator of Holistic Kinesiology and Holistic Methylation, and she has been practicing and teaching since 1988. She is the author of a couple books, Holistic Kinesiology and Perfect Health in Paradise, And she is an international lecturer on the topics of genetics and methylation. Her latest project and passion is the MyHappyGenes.com project that does DNA testing and analysis to determine the best diet, lifestyle, and supplementation based on the results. Honestly, I'm really excited to get this podcast out because I know that this information will be detrimental for many people's healing. I know it was for myself personally. And that is just because there are so many things out there with nutrition, detoxes and diets and vegetarianism and um, carnivorism and keto. <laughs> keto diets and taking all these supplements and kill all the infections and detox everything. I think you know what I'm talking about at this point. There is just so much information out there. And a lot of it, number one, can be confusing as to what to do. Number two, a lot of people come into my practice really frustrated because they've done so many supplements, um, they've done so many things, and yet they still struggle or they're constantly fighting infections or constantly doing things to help just maintain their daily function. And I firmly believe that this protocol that I learned from Dr. Jay was really a turning point in my practice to getting such huge results in chronic infections, chronic pain, chronic energy challenges, and fatigue. And so if you need more information exploring this technique, exploring the world of epigenetics, you can find more information on my website, www.drrachelhammel.com. I am certified in this technique. Additionally, in this episode, we give you more resources to find someone in your area who may be able to help you with this protocol as well. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode.
1: What do you do to take care of yourself? Welcome to the Unfiltered Healing Podcast with Dr. Rachel Hamill. I ain't Dr. Phil truly help you heal your mind connect with alternative medicine innovators that will challenge and empower you it has the potential to change your whole life create natural balance for both your body and mind your health is very important all while uncovering the truth behind modern medicine this is crucial it's raw it's real and it's unfiltered here's your host dr rachel
0: all right, Dr. Jay, welcome to the Unfiltered Healing podcast. We're so excited to have you on today. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm good, Rachel. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, we're excited to talk today about what is called methylation. And so before we get into that topic of methylation today, why don't you give the audience just a little brief um synopsis, so to speak, of what kind of got you into the healing field? Um, as far as I know, that you have extensive background in the field of genetics, in the field of epigenetics, which we'll be talking about a lot today. Um, what made you, as a practitioner, look at this type or this section of healing? Um, a lot of us, it's, it's kind of our own personal journeys. Um, so, what kind of led you into that? part of looking into this? And what has it kind of opened up for you as far as your role as a practitioner?
1: Uh, good question. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it seems like everybody I talk to who's a practitioner has gotten there because of their own personal journey with healing. And for sure I did too. I didn't, I hadn't uh, really been exposed to natural medicine. I was, a, you know, I was raised in the allopathic sort of model. And um, I got real sick. I was a sick puppy in my 20s. Uh, I was a single mom and, um, you know, working too much and stressing and eating badly. And uh, I started to get pretty, pretty sick. I had, I think, you know, I uh, probably some chronic fatigue syndrome at that time and um, massive migraine headaches and nausea and fatigue and I was looking for answers. I went back to the medical doctors and they did tests like so many people who talked about their stories. You know, they did all these medical tests and said, you know, we can't find anything. Here's a prescription for headaches. And it was like, wait, you know, you're covering up a symptom and it just never, I never vibed with it. I didn't go a lot as a kid to the doctor. I was always one of those. Now it'll go away kind of people. But, um, when I actually did need help, there were there were no answers in that realm. And so I started looking at for at natural medicine and, um, you know, I was started reading. I was working in a bookstore and I was reading every book I could get my hands on that had to do with diet and natural health and remedies, et cetera. I'd take the book home at night and I'd read it and then I'd take it back in the morning and put it back on the shelf. So, uh, it was confusing though, after a while, I'm like, well, I just read a book that said raw vegetables are the way to go. And then I just read another one that said, no, never do raw vegetables. And one that said, you should be a vegetarian. And another one that says, no, never be a vegetarian. And it's like, how, how do you know? You know, it was so confusing to me. Um, and so, well, I thought everybody sort of agreed on, you know, you should eat fresh raw foods and you know vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds and that kind of thing and I started doing that and I actually felt worse and I was like Whoa, what's happening here you know why do I feel worse everybody says that'll make you healthy and I went to a health food store and I started talking to a woman there and telling her my symptoms and she, you know I was looking at all the all the different brands on the shelf there's 20 brands of vitamin c there's you know it's like how. If you don't know anything about natu- supplements, you look at that and you're like, oh, my gosh, how, how do you start? What do I what do I take? So I was talking to her and she said, well, have you ever tried chiropractic? And I was like, chiropractic, what does that have to do with headaches and nausea and fatigue? And she said, well, you'd be surprised what chiropractors can do. And I I thought, OK, I'm open. And so I went I went to a chiropractor, got adjusted and it made no difference at all. It didn't really help. So I was like, okay, cross that off the list. And then um, my roommate said, you know, I go to this other chiropractor who does some really interesting things. He does something called kinesiology. Have you ever heard of that? And I was like, never heard of it. They said, go check him out. And so I did, and you know, he's got my arm up in the air and he's pushing on it. And I was like, yeah, this is weird. (laughs) And But within 10 minutes, he told me exactly why I was sick and what to do about it, you know, how to change my diet, what supplements to take, what, um, and then you adjusted me and I thought, okay, I'm just going to follow his, his stuff. It's weird, but I'm just going to do what he said. And I did. And within a week I felt like a whole new human being. I was like, Hmm, that was weird, but it worked. So I just kept going back and then um, I thought, I want to, I want to do this. This is really exciting. And I started looking at different, you know, classes. Um, I took Touch for Health, and I took a bunch of different kinesiology classes and uh, behavioral kinesiology, educational kinesiology. And then I found something called Kinesionics, which was a six-month course that really would train me to be a practitioner. And so I became a practitioner. And that was well before chiropractic school. So I was actually a kinesiologist first and I started working on people and it was, it was stunning. People were getting well left and right, even though I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was just using the right. kinesiology and, um, I got the bug, you know, it was one of those things where people come back and they go, Oh my God, I feel amazing. And you go, yeah, I want to do this. You know, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to help people. So, um, and it helped me. So I, you know, once you have experienced something that helps you, it really kind of brings it home and makes you passionate about what you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I I just started practicing and and then I thought, well, I want to know more. I want to go learn it all. So I went to chiropractic school and got my degree and started using that. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, the different modalities. So now I had you know, some understanding of nutrition and diet and that kind of thing. And then now I have, as a chiropractor, we do musculoskeletal support. And then I also went back and studied some emotional support techniques, like emotional freedom techniques, so that I could have, you know, a well-rounded approach to, to healing my patients. So that's how I
0: started. Yeah. So key, so key to have all of those facets. Yeah. And so through that journey of now you're in practice and, you know, you're treating people and we'll talk about a little bit about kinesiology later, because that's such a key t- component to this work as well. Um, what made you start looking into um, genetics? And what kind of sparked that as far as, you know, within your practice?
1: Yeah, again, good question. Um, you know, so I've been practicing for about 30 years. And I, I am um, well, at that time, it was about 25 years when I really started looking at the genetics. But there were things, I, you know, I was really good, very successful, had a lot of, of good successes. But as you know, the, it's the people that we can't help that we really think about. And we take home with us and we go, what did I What did I miss? What's, what's missing here? But I had some people that just didn't respond to anything I did. And, uh, you know, I kept thinking there's something, there's something we're missing. You know, I have all of these different modalities at my fingertips and they're great. But then there's, there's just something, you know, with these patients, why can't I get them well? And so um, the other thing is, you know, I was looking at me, my own, my own personal journeys. Like I suffered from uh, depression my entire life and I didn't talk about it a lot. You know, we, as practitioners, we don't talk about like our own issues, but um, I, um, you know, I kept wondering what, what's going to fix me? I, I would try all kinds of things. I had all kinds of tools at my fingertips, you know, like nutrition and diet and supplements. And but nothing ever worked for me. Even, even the emotional work didn't work. Um, I just couldn't get to the core of it. And so I started to wonder if it wasn't maybe genetic. And then I, the chronic fatigue syndrome still, I couldn't get on top of after all, you know, all the tools I had in my bag, all the things I know, and I thought, well, there's not, again, something missing. And then I, here's an experiment that was really instructive. It was my, my father died at age 55 of lung cancer. And he, he did everything mm-hmm. he could to get lung cancer, and it worked. But the, the thing that was interesting was, you know, so here's my dad. He's smoking and drinking and, uh, you know, just stressing himself out, not eating right. Uh, really had no health practices or health awareness. And my stepfather, who ended up marrying my mother after he died, did the same thing, but he lived another 30 years doing the same things, you know, smoking and drinking and stressing and not Mm. not being healthy. And I was like, the only thing that can explain that is genetics, you know, so I started to look into that. And I kept hearing that word, uh, methylation that you mentioned earlier. And I was like, well, what? what is methylation? I've never, I don't even know what that is, but I'm hearing it a lot. So I started Googling it and studying everything i got my hands on that had to do with methylation. And I came across this video by a guy named Rich von Koninenberg, and it was on chronic fatigue syndrome and he was using genetics. So Amy Yasko was the other person who was using genetics to really heal those chronic diseases. And I was like, well, maybe there's an answer there. And so just really started jumping into uh, looking at how do our genetics really affect our health? What is methylation? How, how can we apply that in the clinical uh, setting? And um what do we do with that? You know, what do we do with, okay, here you have a gene and it can lead to certain diseases. How do we work with it? And so that it just, mm-hmm. I did a deep dive into it and it was fascinating what I found.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a key to like so many different things, but so many are, are don't know what it is or not aware of it. And you find that when you're even working with people in your clinic or, you know, you're a person and you've done certain things, but it worked for someone else, but it wasn't working for you. And I think methylation is a key part in that because of, you know, what we are each uniquely designed with. That's why there's no one size fits all. And yeah. how does that influence you know the care that we actually have success with, and that's what, what makes it so impactful. So let's kind of dig into what um, methylation really is. So we talked you know a little bit about genetics. So what does methylation what is what is methylation for those that don't know what it is, and how does that influence you know our genetics? How does that influence our health?
1: Well, you know. I- it's interesting it's it's a lot more than methylation really we once we once I understood methylation and I'll talk about what it is in a second but I realized it was uh it's a pathway in the body that's that governs certain biochemical processes um, but it was much bigger than methylation it was uh, methylation and its supporting pathways so methylation is just one pathway in the body it's how we take folic acid and turn it into me- uh, methyl I'm sorry So, the MTHF, let me start over. (laughs) There's a genetic variant (laughs) called called the MTHFR, and that's the mother flipper, we call it. It's really the most studied genetic variant that what it does is turn folic acid into methylfolate or the active form of folic acid. And um, it and methyl B12 help the body create methyl groups. Those methyl groups can travel around the body and do certain things. One thing they do is they turn off the expression of certain genes that could cause cancer or heart disease or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they also upregulate certain biochemical reactions in the body. You know, some that produce uh, neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine. So it has a lot to do with how your brain functions and how your, your mood is, regulated basically but it's governed by genetics. so if you have certain genetic variants that inhibit your body from making methyl groups correctly, then your D, number one your DNA is not protected it can't protect itself from the environment and it will cause your genes to be triggered by the environment by environmental exposures. so mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Um, it's how we repair our RNA and our DNA in our bodies um, without methylation you know, those, those things repair. And so those can lead to chronic diseases and cancers and uh, et cetera. Um, but again, it upregulates certain biochemical reactions like breaking down histamine. So it can affect your, um, your response ability, basically uh, your production of histamine and your ability to break it down. So it can cause to have severe allergic responses for anything from moderate to severe allergic responses It can affect your brain chemistry your ability to detox is largely governed by how well you make mm-hmm. methyl groups. Um, and so mm-hmm. it can affect a lot of other body processes. Um, but again, it's much mm-hmm. more than methylation. We look at When we looked at methylation itself and we started giving people the active forms of methyl, you know, folic acid and B12, like methylfolate and methyl B12 it starts up a lot of processes. The body starts dumping toxins and the neurotransmitters come online and um, the uh, people's memory was like, boom, their, their word recall came back and uh, their allergies were better. But then what we realized was that very shortly things started to back up. Like it, it started making people sick. Mm -hmm. First, they were like the first week or two, they're like, Oh my God, I'm like, this is amazing. And then it was too much detox or too much neurotransmitters or too much breakdown of biochemical processes. So we had to learn the related pathways. And that's, I think you, you know, you took some of our classes and um, Mm -hmm. learned how Mm -hmm. those pathways interrelate with each other. So we don't just look at methylation. We look at, you know, your uh, ATP production, your Krebs cycle, energy production at the cellular level or mitochondrial function. Yeah. Uh, basically how well do we turn food into energy you know and that can be also governed by genetics Um, methylation plays a part in that but we have to look at other genes as well not just those genes that govern methylation but those genes that are affected by methylation so what we realized was you can't just turn on methylation and expect it all to go well you have to make sure the body's going to do the right thing with those methyl groups and that was That was big. That was a big discovery. So for me, when I got my genes tested, I found out I had a genetic variant called the vitamin D receptor variant. In other words, I don't make the receptor for vitamin D. So the body can't absorb vitamin D. And, you know, I always wondered why my D levels were so low. Whenever I get my blood work done, my vitamin D levels were low and I could take all the vitamin D in the world and wouldn't budge them. And it wouldn't Mm -hmm. test for me when I do kinesiological testing or muscle testing. It wouldn't test well for me. I'm like, I don't understand Mm -hmm. this. You know, my body's saying I have low vitamin D, but I can't get it in there. And once I discovered I have that genetic variant, I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. And then I started researching it. I started looking at there's a couple of websites like Snippedia, S-N-E-E. TIA. And uh, it's, it's where all the studies, all the studies are done on a specific genetic variance. And I looked into that one and I found that uh, one of the things it does is cause cancer when you smoke. And mm-hmm. I went, ah, that's that's what happened to my dad. And probably my stepdad did not have that gene. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you probably know people who get away with smoking or drinking or behaving badly and no repercussions. And other people that are like affected by everything. So anyway, so that was one clue that I was on the right track. The second clue was um, it affects your brain chemistry. Your ability to make serotonin and dopamine has a very real effect on that. And I went, oh my gosh, that's probably why I've been depressed my entire life. And then the third thing that I started to to know about that genetic variant was that it can lead to immune dysregulation where you're not able to get on top of infections. And I, you know, this is, every time I got my blood work done, it, Epstein-Barr virus was there and it was leading to chronic fatigue syndrome. So I went, wow, this just fits. And it makes so much sense to me. So, but then how do we work with that? What do we do with that? You know, we know how to get past the MTHFR gene and you have somebody methylfolate, but what do we do about the vitamin D receptor? And so I started looking into it and studying and just Googling and looking for the answers and, and found them in what are called cofactors. So vitamins and minerals can upregulate our genes. And so I found the cofactors for the vitamin D receptor, which makes it work, makes it work correctly. And they are nutrients, they're basic nutrients. So it's vitamins and specific vitamins and minerals. And when I started taking the right one for that particular gene, Bam, my brain chemistry came on. And I was like, I think this is happiness. I've heard about it. But I was happy yeah. for the first time in my life. And it just it was stunning to me. I was like, oh my gosh, all this time I've been trying, trying to be happy, working on it, you know, just it was always there, though my depression was always there. And um now my set point is here. I'm I'm just happy. I, I have my moods for sure, but my set point is here, not down here all the time where I'm just struggling to get my mood up and my chronic fatigue syndrome gone within two weeks after 50 years of dealing with it gone. And I was like, Oh man, I'm on to something here. And you know, when it works for you, you know, it's like, yeah, something's going on here. Yeah. So I, I started working. With, I started getting my patients tested. I got their genes tested and then started looking at what is this, what does this genetic variant do? What does it mean? How do we work with it? What are the right nutrients to give that person? And when we started targeting those Mm -hmm. genes, my chronic people that I was talking about, bam, they were getting well. And I was seeing like Mm -hmm. really chronic stuff, like Lyme disease, you know, leaky gut, uh, Mm -hmm. Parkinson's. I saw uh, Hashimoto's improve and and actually disappear on on all the patients I had that had Hashimoto's, uh, which is like an autoimmune disorder of the thyroid that affects the thyroid, Mm -hmm. uh, MS an MS patient that, uh, got out of his wheelchair. And I was like, this, oh my gosh, this is it, you know, this is really it for those chronic patients for me personally, which was fantastic, but also for all those people I couldn't help, you know, that I initially couldn't help. So I got pretty excited about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's powerful. I can attest, you know, my own personal success with it as well, recovering from immune system dysfunction and so many people coming in and just like bucket loads of supplements. I know when I had my first journey, <laughs> you know, bucket loads of uh-huh. supplements where we're not even absorbing them because of these difference in our biochemistry. And it is so important, you know, going back to the basics of what we each uniquely need doesn't matter how many things you do you have to figure out uniquely what each person needs and how to foundationally have the biochemistry to even begin to work on emotional stuff you know what i mean it just doesn't stick or it doesn't stay because you don't make that biochemical change and um right it's, so i want to um, yeah. yeah so i want to go back to you were talking um about when you first uh, dived into methylation, and you know, you would give a supplement, people would feel great, and then they wouldn't feel great. And I think that's very common when people go on these supplement protocols, or they start doing nutrition. And then they get kind of on this yo-yo, they get frustrated. Um, yeah. And I know when I started taking your courses and learning about this, it started really changing my mind about Nutrients and things of that nature as good or bad. You know, we have this thing that, you know, oh, herbs are really good, or plants are really good, or these are really good. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. some of these things people do not process very well, myself included. And so, you know, that's also really important for people to know that knowing these key kind of definitions of your own biochemistry customizes that for you. And so I want to go back to. You know, that holistic approach that you talked about, it's not just one gene. And when we started learning about genes, that's what we would do. Oh, MTHFR, let's just give methylfolate. (laughs) Um, But how, you know, with your process of kind of figuring that out, how did you begin to figure out the order that you teach? So I know when you when you teach about methylation, you teach about a specific order of how we how the body works and how it processes, and that's really key to using utilizing the genetic information that you get. So can you touch on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, because it's so it's so interesting because we we paid attention to the side effects. You know, it was a big deal mm-hmm. when you know when we again when we first started using methylation, and we thought, well, methylfolate's the answer. Give it to everybody. And yep. it, it, uh, I started to see all these side effects and I'm like, why is that happening? You know, what's going on there? The, the kinesiology allows you to sort of see into the body, but, you know, we're using objective testing as well. Mm-hmm. Like my first patient, um, he started to get these ticks and I was like, oh, that's my, cousin. what's going on there? And when I tested him, it came up heavy metals. He was dumping all these heavy metals and it was causing some neurological mm-hmm. And uh, but, but that's kinesiology, you know, and, and or muscle testing. And I was like, well, I want to see for sure what's going on. And so we did the urine test on him and out was coming mercury and lead and aluminum and all the heavy metals were just dumping without any provocation. Yeah. So we, we collected the urine for six hours with no, you know, no chelators, nothing to try to increase what was coming out in the urine, but it was coming out. So we knew that turning on methylation causes the body to dump those things. So you have to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're ready. So we thought, well, okay, we just need to support the liver. We need to support the colon. We need to support kidneys and detox. So we did that for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it was like, gosh, people were not happy. You know, at first they were happy and then they were like, this feels terrible. I'm not going to do this for very long. (laughs) I couldn't do it for very long. I felt terrible. I had massive headaches. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. And I thought, but Mm -hmm. I know the answer is there. And then once we, Once I turned on like my VDR and did methylation, that was better. But then a different side effect would happen, you know, like anxiety. Like I turned on too much of the neurotransmitters and they couldn't break down. So we we knew we were running into another gene there. And so Mm -hmm. when we upregulated that gene, we knew that, okay, we can turn on methylation and we can turn on the VDR and upregulate our brain chemistry safely. So I started playing with that idea, like what? what happens when we turn this gene on? What happens downstream? And that was where the key was. So we have to make sure that we're ready. You know, when you turn on methylation, lots of things are going to happen in the body. When you turn on that vitamin D receptor, it affects about 800 other genes. And that was the thing that was missing in so many people's understanding of working with genetics was you're affecting other things. So you got to make sure that you're ready because otherwise you're going to create another problem downstream so we just kept working downstream downstream and we came up you know with that pathway that that looks at these different interrelated biochemical pathways in the body and how they connect together and finally found that a a a system that said you got to start here first start here we call it the order of clearing you got to start number one is a mitochondrial function you got to start there Mm -hmm. otherwise you know it when you turn things on, actually what we saw with that was they're going to be tired and they're going to gain weight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we realized that, okay, we really do have to start at mitochondrial function, which is deep down in the cell. The mitochondria is how we produce energy. Yeah. And when we started doing that, we realized that uh, we actually were turning on a lot of the, these genes that we had been working with previously, they started to work better. Like each, let me back up with a description here. So, if you have a a genetic variant, that means that, you know, you get one gene from mom, one gene from dad, and it's a code. That code, it tells your body to make a certain enzyme, let's say, or Mm -hmm. a receptor. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That enzyme, if you've got the wrong code, if you've got what we call a genetic variant uh, in the actual code that your parents gave you, it's, it's not a mistake, it's a variation. Mm -hmm. one one parent gave you the wrong code. The other gave you the right code. That's what we call heterozygous variant. Mm -hmm. Both parents, if they gave you the wrong code for that enzyme, that's a homozygous variant. And it can reduce the function of that enzyme by about 70%. So imagine having a 70% reduction in an enzyme that makes energy out of your food. That would suck. Because Mm -hmm. you're going to gain weight easily and you're going to be low in energy. And that's, that's a fairly common thing. Um, but that ATP that's produced, that's the basic unit of energy in the body. Mm-hmm. It's required by all the other enzymes in the body. They need ATP to function too. So mm-hmm. if you don't have ATP, all the enzymes in the body are going to function at a low level. They're going to function at a low level. Yeah. Um, So when we found that, when we upregulated the ATP production down the mitochondria, a lot of the other enzymes were doing this. They were like, boom, they're firing up. And we didn't need to supplement them as much. So if if you start there at that foundation, your supplement program is going to be a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. It's going to be targeted on the the main uh, genetic variants that you have inherited. So for me, it's the vitamin D receptor. Definitely. I have some issues down in the mitochondria, but those, you know, those are, um, again, not mistakes. <laughs> They're like how yeah. your ancestors survived. You know, if you could yes. stay alive during times of starvation, then you passed on your genes, mm-hmm. but it also passed on the genes that cause you to gain weight during times of you know, when calories are plenty full. Yes. And, um, And to slow down your metabolism so that you can survive. But that's not very fun. It's not a very Mm -hmm. fun genetic variant to have. And so we found that people were pretty happy when we started firing up their ATP production. They got more energy and they started losing weight. But also all the other enzymes just started working better. You know, they were digesting better. Their thinking's better. Their histamine was, you know, was breaking down better. They're detoxing better. Everything worked better. So that was, we found that was number one. We have to start there. And then we move up the chain to um, what we have found to be the next important area to address. And then finally, methylation is the last thing that we actually
0: Mm -hmm. address
1: because it's so powerful. When we turn it on, we better be ready. We want everything downstream to be like powered up and ready to go when we do turn on that methylation because it's, it's big. It's a big deal. So I think that's really the difference between you know a lot of people that are working with genetics and and our system as we teach you how to how to work with that that those pathways in the or, in the correct order of clearing so that your patients have amazing results.
0: Yeah, that no that's effects. the huge, huge that's a huge huge takeaway for people to know is like if you go get your genetics run, which we'll talk about later, I. Uh, and you have, you know, this long list of all these variants. Then, oftentimes, people will just kind of cherry pick. And practitioners, you know, we used to do this too before we knew, right? Um, you cherry yeah. pick the kind of, oh, I have, you know, this genetic variant. I'm going to give these supplements. And don't miss what what Doctor J is saying here is that there is a very specific order of how your body works and how it processes cer- certain things. And so because, Mm -hmm. you know, things haven't worked, you have to kind of go back to how things really are made and broken down and how things process. And she's kind of, um, in a way, learned how that process works. And one of those first processes is energy production. And so Mm -hmm. as we talk about energy production and ATP, what are kind of, because we know that's just like foundationally, almost every single person has issues with ATP and causes these genes to really express themselves further. So can you touch a little bit on um, what causes some of that ATP energy mitochondrial dysfunction to begin, since that's the foundational beginning of most all of these protocols and has so many different facets? What causes the mitochondrial ATP to be dysfunctional um and then what can we do about that
1: yeah it's a really important it's a really important question because you're right the majority of people do have uh, mitochondrial dysfunction and it leads to chronic disease um you know i read a book mm-hmm. recently called uh, tripping over the truth it was a really good book on mitochondrial function and cancer there's a real huge connection there and you know the mitochondria mm-hmm. the thing about mm-hmm. mitochondria is they have their own dna it's different from yours and it can't methylate. We can't, they can't turn off their, their DNA and keep the environment from affecting it. So it's highly susceptible to environmental damage. And that's from electromagnetic fields. That's from chemicals, pesticides. Antibiotics is a big one because mm-hmm. you know, it's mitochondrial DNA or mitochondria is actually a bacterial origin. You know, many many millions of years ago, it implanted ourse- itself into ourselves. But it was a bacteria it used to live outside ourselves. But it became a symbiotic sort of relationship where these bacteria, good bacteria, live within ourselves and produce energy out of our food, which allowed our mm-hmm. you know evolution. But anyway, they're they're highly highly delicate and and damaged easily by the environment. So. You know, if you, this is a compelling reason for people to avoid electromagnetic fields and to heavy metals, and uh, you know, the, the a lot of the drugs that are on the market today, and you know, especially antibiotics, can in some cases, they say, permanently damage the mitochondria, and so it's no wonder people mm-hmm. are tired and gaining weight. It's very very common. Um, How many people do you know that are not exposed to pesticides, chemicals, electromagnetic fields, heavy metals, like nobody, right? So you add to that a genetic variant that also slows down mitochondrial function or interferes with it functioning correctly. And that's a nasty, that's a nasty combo. So you know, it isn't like oh, just work with your genetics and eat anything you want, be exposed to anything you want, don't exercise. It's just not true, because that that delicate mitochondria really is very delicate. You know, and needs needs protection from the from us. You know, we need to watch the pesticides. We need to watch you know eating organic and eating fresh foods and getting exercise uh, that replenishes mitochondria. There's you know so. It's not like, you know, we can ignore those common sense things that you and I have been talking to people about for years, which is keep, keep clean, you know, it matters. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so there's that. And then, uh, you know, there's some specific genetic variants down there that um, are really interesting. There, there's some very uh, interesting little genetic variants that that lead right into what's called the electron transport chain, where... ATP is actually produced. They can can have a block Mm -hmm. there, a genetic block. Um, And they require certain nutrients. Again, you know, when we give them the exact right nutrients for their body, bam, it fires up the ATP and people go, "Woo, yeah, I can feel that Mm -hmm. at the cellular level. You're putting fuel in your tank. And uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's a wonderful experience (laughs) of energy and, and mitochondrial function. You feel it. So, uh, yes, thing, you, you know, that I tell people. You know, this is like the uh, the elevator speech that I give people because they're like, "What do you do?" And if I say the word methylation, they go, "Oh, that's nice. Look at the time." <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say, you know, we what we do is we get your we get your genes tested, and we design a nutritional program around your genes, and it's diet, it's lifestyle, it's supplementation. And they go, "Well, how do I get that done?" Because they know. You know, it's like, okay, I've tried everything and they're hearing more about how genetics can affect their physiology and cause directly to cause uh, depression, fatigue, weight gain, um, sensitivities, toxic issues, allergies, all of it can directly be linked to certain genetic variants. So it's, it's very cool when you get your report back and you go, oh, my gosh, this explains so much. And it did for me. It was like, wow, look at that. Mm-hmm. the vitamin D receptor for me was just an epiphany. It's like, wow, it wasn't my fault that I was depressed and it, and I had been beating myself up and I think that's pretty common that we do that. We yeah. think it's maybe I'm just not thinking positive enough or I don't, I don't eat clean enough or, you know, we just, yes. uh, something mm-hmm. with weight, you know, when you give people the right, uh, nutrients, they stop craving, Bad foods and they start eating right, so it's like we have you know, it's a paradigm shift. Because for years, I, I would talk to people about just eat right, you know, it, stop eating the sugar. Mm-hmm. That might really, happen. yeah, that's, I don't know what's going on, at all. <laughs> uh, there, you know, I was talking to them about just stop eating the sugar, stop eating all the, the fat stop eating fast food, you know? And they're like, yeah, okay. And then they wouldn't because their brain was mm-hmm. craving those things. And if you give the body the yeah. right stuff, it turns off their cravings and they start eating the right things. So we had it, we had it backwards. We really did. Cause the brain is really powerful, especially when it's craving something. It's like, Oh, I gotta have it. I know yeah. I'm not supposed to, but my brain is not going to shut up until I get it. <laughs> so, um, we found that to be a very interesting shift in our thinking. It's like, wow, look at that. People change their behaviors when you change their biochemistry. And so
0: that was yeah. a good deal. I can attest to that too. When my biochemistry is off, you know, we'll, we'll
1: crave certain things. <laughs> yeah. It's a signal. It's a symptom, you know, that, okay, yeah. I'm off track. There's something, something nutritionally off track. Cause I'm craving crappy stuff. Yeah. Your body's always trying to send you signals, right? Yeah, it's tough. And, and that's what
0: I tell people too, you know, when we when we look at these genetic variants is like you said, it's not like a get out of jail free, you know. You don't necess- you can't necessarily not do good things as well. But it's a key for us to know what someone's maybe weaknesses are. And the more toxins are in our environment the more radiation we're exposed to the more stress and all of these things that you add on the more limitations that person can have and i think that's you know really the key of knowing this information is that you know most people will just go into oh you know i'm going to just go do a detox program or i'm going to do this to change a pattern or i'm going to do this and it's like this is so helpful because it begins to take the guesswork out and it begins to say, okay, these are really, you know, the unique things that you need and these are why. And um, then it makes, you know, those big shifts of customization. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, once someone gets their genetics run, which we can talk about which program to use for that. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how, you know, the foundation of of the protocols that you teach on uh, for practitioners and that I've utilized in my practice and many other uh, doctors are using is yeah. also utilizing the kinesiology testing with that. And that helps us kind of customize those programs like you were talking about. And I think that's also really vital when you're looking at this work. So can you touch a little bit about... Um, why that was so different. Cause I know that you've had a lot of training from like really top biochemists in the genetic field too. And how then you adapted and created, cause I know you're very um, esteemed in the world of kinesiology testing and how that, you know, changed what you were doing as far as uh, your programs and customization and why that's also really vital because I know people think, like we thought when we first got kinesiology testing, like this stuff is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. actually science-based, you know, and uh, yeah. our body is electric and all of this stuff just works together. So can you yeah. kind of touch on that, about how that really just makes this so key of customization
1: working so well? Yeah, I you know, I've i been muscle testing for 32 years now, 30 Yeah. 32. And it's an incredible tool. I really trust it. I've learned to trust it over the years. At first I was like, yeah, I don't know. know, Right. (laughs) It's a little weird. And you know, my, some patients are like, yeah, no, but Mm -hmm. others that just suspend their, at least suspend your judgment and and give it a try. It's stunning. It's always led me to learn, to learn more and give me more knowledge about the body. And the cool thing was when I started to apply it to biochemical pathways, oh my gosh, you know, I learned so much about the body. I'm not, I never liked chemistry. I, never, yeah. I actually failed it twice when I was oh. in college. <laughs> and then, um, and I didn't really like it in chiropractic school. We had a very dry teacher and he made it it was a terrible subject yeah yeah we did too yeah <laughs> you too <laughs> but then when I started to see how I could apply it to my patient using kinesiology oh my god my you know I just got obsessed it's like oh my gosh I can tell if the body is making energy out of its food by testing mm-hmm. it and then mm-hmm. finding where the breakdown is actually happening where along that pathway, from eating a food to breaking it down into individual nutrients and then making, you know, different substrates out of it until it becomes ATP. Uh, Where's the breakdown? And you can do that with kinesiology. And it's like, Oh my gosh, it's like seeing directly into the body. And that's just using the kinesiology. And I know, you know, not everybody's open to that or understands it or vibes with it. Um, but I love it. I just, I just really love it. Cause it's taught me so much about the body. And then when I, but when I talk to people, they were like, well, where's, you know, I don't know. It's where's the science. It's like, well, let's do some objective testing around this and see if I'm right. And so we, you know, I would do this, the, the testing and I'd say, okay, we're going to see these genes on your test. Let's get them tested. And so we'd we were doing 23 andme me and ancestry at the time. And then we'd get their genetic results back. And I'd say it was like 95% right. Occasionally I'd miss one or two genes, but it was like so right on, you know, the kinesiology told me I'd see that genetic variant there and there it was. So it's, I started to use that because patients really appreciate that objective feedback. You know, you can be muscle testing and go, yeah, did you feel it? That was stronger. And they're like, yeah, no, didn't feel it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But let's go get that tested. And there it was. So um, it's a great feedback tool. And it's a great, it gives patients a lot of confidence that you are on the right track. And that they're very motivated to take their supplements because, holy moly, that gene that you inherited can also lead to Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or, you know, cardiovascular disease. So they go, oh, hard to argue. There's my gene you're giving me nutrients to help with that genetic variant. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take it. Cause I don't want that, you know, yes. uh, that particular disease down the line. It's, it's a warning. And, um, some people are like, well, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what I'm going to die. Of. Like it's a crystal ball, but it isn't, you know, it's just, a okay. You have a, a risk. You have a risk yeah. of a certain, you know, issue. It's there. The muscle testing told me it was there and there it is. They're like, I would like to reduce that risk. And I I give them the answer. Here's how you can reduce that risk. That particular enzyme requires this cofactor, which is B1 or Mm -hmm. B2 or Mm -hmm. canathetic acid or whatever it is. It's cofactor is going to increase its function so that it protects you from that disease. So they get that. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. It makes sense to me. I have that, you know, that uh, chart on my wall, the big, you probably have it as well, the whole biochemical Uh chart, And I just stuck it it on my wall and people are like, what's that? And I'm like, well, come here, I'll show you. And it's like, here's how you make your brain chemicals. This is how, you know, this will make you anxious or this will make you depressed. And here's energy production pathway, or here's your detox pathway, or, you know, here's the histamine. If you have allergies, you might have genetic variants there. And they're like, whoa, that is so cool. And they get it. And they want their genes tested. And so it's, um, you know, I say, well, we can start with kinesiology and see what what the body's showing us and then get your genes tested. And they're like, yeah, I'm in. I mean, 99% of the people I show them to, they go, yeah, Yeah. let's do that. It's a
0: beautiful partnership, you know, and that's what's so awesome about uh, the program that you teach is it's a beautiful partnership of, you know, we can get this hard data, but also people you know, can focus too much on data and miss certain things and they get overwhelmed. So we we have the data, we have labs, we have things, we can track these things, but the kinesiology yeah. testing through the biochemical pathways allows us to kind of narrow those things down. Also find hidden things, you know, labs aren't perfect. They miss a lot of things too. And so sometimes we're able through that testing to find like hidden pathogens, hidden toxins, things of that nature that, because these pathways have been blocked for so long, you know, aren't going to show in those laboratory tests. So that's the beautiful thing about pairing those things together. And when, when practitioners can, it doesn't matter what type of practitioner you are, when you can start to partner different facets of like customizing things for people, I think that's where you get, yeah. you know, the best results. And that's kind of what you've created through your systems and through your protocols, which works so well. Um, so, something that I've seen uh, just with my practice and with my patients um, because I tend, you know, we tend to get wide spectrum of things, but specifically I want to touch a little bit on um, infections for people. So individuals will come in, you know, quite frequently uh, doing a lot of infection protocols or things of that nature. And they have, they, they always come to like like you did with chronic fatigue, like I did with Lyme disease. You come to this halt of, you know, killing, 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 and then the body just gets depleted and you come to this halt, and, and then there's a huge problem. And so can you yeah. touch for a minute on what are, so we know that the biochemistry balancing is obviously important for every single person. But are there some things through you know, your clinical practice, some things that people maybe hearing this might say, oh man, yeah, I really need to look into that further as far as maybe some, some, um, some things like conditions that you've seen really amazing breakthroughs through by customizing and opening these um, or just really difficult things that people may not know to look into this type of work?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting because one of the first patients, you know, that I, I was kind of telling you about a little bit was the Lyme disease patient mm-hmm. that I found. And he'd been to 40 different doctors. It was a young kid and he was in a wheelchair and he had been diagnosed with reflex sympathetic dystrophy, but he had like just chronic pain. He was in a wheelchair. He could hardly eat anything. He had massive food allergies, you know, and everything he ate kind of made him hurt more and be sick and so he was down to like rice and chicken that he could eat yeah and you know his parents, parents brought him in his parent his father is a, a neuro um uh, brain scientist neuro anyway um he's Probably. you know real, he's very steeped in uh you know allopathic medicine and but they had been to 40 doctors four zero no no you know no exaggeration there so he brought him in, and I said, You know, well, I, I did the muscle testing, and I said, It looks like he's Lyme disease. And they said, Well, that's the one thing he's never been tested for. He, and we just moved here up from outside of Lyme, Connecticut. I said, Well, did you ever see like a bullseye rash on your body, on his body? And they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, Well, that's weird that nobody tested him for that. Well, we got to test it. Tested and I, I put him on a protocol, but to make a long story short, all the food allergies disappeared. Once we did the, the nutritional work, we didn't have to fix leaky gut. We didn't have to do this, the SIBO, the gut work. The food allergies went away, boom, like that. And I was like, what just happened? I did not expect that to happen because it was just wasn't on my radar nobody had ever talked about it. It was gone, that was all gone. The pain went away, the Lyme disease went away. I didn't treat the Lyme disease. I treated his body I gave his body what it needed to do the right thing to make his immune system more powerful. And it was, it was Mm -hmm. just twisted my brain because I'd been studying functional medicine for so long. So I was like, Oh man. So I started it on, you know, again, my, my patients that had MS and Parkinson's and ALS and Hashimoto's. So the thing that responded the fastest though, was the brain chemistry. Like we would put people on the programs, and uh, mm-hmm. depression was going away, left and right. I mean, people that didn't, I didn't even know they were depressed. They'd come back in and say, wow, I feel yeah. so different. Uh, I saw angry people become much calmer. I saw ang- anxious people become calmer. Word recall. You know, people, like, you can't, mm-hmm. what's that word? It's got four legs and walks mm-hmm. around the house. Oh, yeah, dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, they would be doing that kind of thing, and they'd come back in going, bam, the words are coming. Like, wow, that's so cool. Um, you know, people, definitely people with chronic infections. To me, that's that's an indicator that their vitamin D receptor actually is not working correctly. So yep. it's going to need some help. And when we fired up, you know, it's like you said, it's, you know, the, here here's this infection. Now there's that infection. There's this infection. That's what I was finding in my practice was mm-hmm. chronic infections in person. Like, oh, now it's a bacteria. Now it's a virus. Now it's, you know, it was like playing whack-a-mole. Like, okay, we got that one done. We treated her for the bacteria and the candida and now there's a virus. virus. I was doing this. I'm like, what is, why is that happening? Why isn't this person just like staying well? And then when we started looking at a foundational level, way underneath those infections, their body did it. You know, we just gave their body what it needed to do the thing. So, um, again, all my crap. Yeah. And it was really cool because people, the, my chronic patients, you know, the ones that are like, Oh my God, you kind of dread them coming in because it's going to be another thing. They were coming back in going, I'm good. I'm like, what do you mean? You're good. You're never good. You always have something going on. Whether it's fatigue or pain or can't sleep or whatever. They're going, no, I'm good. (laughs) Like, What you have energy. Yeah. You sleeping. Yeah. Any pain Mm -mm. digestion. Good. Yeah. headaches Mm-mm. how's your mood it's good like, <laughs> <laughs> yes why aren't you jumping up and down they're going yeah no i've always been good i'm like yeah no look at your file i've been treating you for years for all the different things and now they're good and so it was stunning it was stunning to me so all the things rachel it's like you know the infections the fatigue it, those are the biggest thing people would come to us for is pain and fatigue.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Allergies, um, you know, sleeping issues, the, the mood. I I just love the mood part of it because I was suffering from depression my entire life. I just vibed with it and the people are coming to me and happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we created my happy genes, which is the um, DNA testing, a software program that i created because i was like you know i want to help more people we as as practitioners can only help one-on-one and then as a teacher i was helping more doctors help people one-on-one and then i thought i want to create a software mm-hmm. that'll do the same thing that we we do with muscle testing so i can reach mm-hmm. more people and help more people and so we started i'm my i got my own dna test because i didn't like what Twenty-three and Me and Ancestry were doing with people's data; they yeah. are selling data. It's you know your privacy is not protected there. So I thought I want a private lab. I want one that's not going to share data with anybody. And so we created our own uh, our own DNA test on my Happy Genes, and then the software program takes your looks at your genetics, looks at the symptoms you're having, and then your biochemistry and triangulates those three things. So it's um, we're looking at uh, a, a software program that can calculate all those things and then design a, a nutrition and diet program for you. So it's, it's working really, really well. I don't know, Are you using it? Are you using the, my yeah, Happy yeah. Yeah. The program
0: is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I use different ones before my happy genes and the way that you guys have set it up um, as well as like the customized reports are so helpful um, cause you can have like, as a practitioner, you can have the diet conversation with like every person and it gets monotonous and, you know, but if you have those, yeah. those reports and, you know, it's not the Bible, but it's saying, Hey, you know, these are things that actually, maybe this is why you, you don't do so well with those foods and maybe just try to, to incorporate that more. Those customized reports are really, really helpful. Um, and I know people really enjoy yeah. them by looking at them.
1: Yeah, they're going to get better and better. We're we're going to be designing a specific diet for people. Like it'll come up and say Mediterranean diet is probably your best diet, or keto, or vegetarian, or um, the carnivore diet, which is like a bizarre thing. But for some people, it's it's a good new thing. We'll get we'll get more specific. Yeah, Yeah. so then you get a supplement protocol. You as a practitioner can take it and make sure that it tests good on patients and tweak it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. But we. We tried to get as close to what we do with the muscle testing as possible with uh, a software program. So it's been fun. Uh, yeah, it's a fabulous
0: journey. person. It's a fabulous program for anyone listening. It's called My Happy Genes, and you can go there and you can run and get the actual genetic data that we're talking about and get customized reports. You can take that just from, you know, the program that they've created, or you can take it and find a practitioner to help you narrow down that information as well. And that's holistic methylation. Is it.com your guys is for someone to find.
1: Well, the, my happy genes. Genes Genes.
0: Yeah, that's the genetic platform, but if they want more information to find like a practitioner, that's holistic methylation, right? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: You're right. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. If you want, if you're looking for a practitioner in your area, because you, we didn't, um, we wanted people to be under the care of a physician if they're looking at supplements, because they're very powerful. Totally. When we design a program, it's going to do, it's gonna do some things. And if you're already on a medication, it could cause some issues. So we wanted to make sure that the practitioner was guiding you with the right diet and the right supplements so that there aren't any contraindications there. So um, it's important that you work with a, a practitioner to get those, those things. You know, if you're on, for instance, if you're on a blood thinner and you take uh, supplements that can thin the blood or block the or cause more clotting, then that can cause some, some problems. So again, we wanted to make sure that yeah. we we're monitored uh, with supplementation you can as a consumer you can still get the my happy genes mood report and the diet report Mm
0: -hmm. but the
1: supplementation we wanted to make sure
0: yeah very important very important because people will just get their genes run and then like i said they'll whack a mole and take something for a gene and then like we talked about it can totally mess you up
1: (laughs) Uh, some of the other practitioners do that and it's like Ooh, i cringe like oh I gave I gave my patient a thousand milligrams of methylfolate and I'm like ah yeah yeah just wait a couple of weeks and you're gonna get a phone call <laughs> because it's yeah. not gonna be good. well that's kind of similar of just
0: yeah that's kind of similar of, of practitioners just running off one lab report or something one lab value and <laughs> someone may feel better but yeah. then you're opening up something else and so you know, all of these things, I hope listeners have got through, through today's program that just flew by, um, is the importance of you know knowing that unique chemistry, but also knowing that each one of us is different within even that, and getting more customization, if you, you know, if you need it for your health ailment, for whatever you're struggling with. So um, we're so thankful that you came on today. I know you're a busy woman. And uh, we're thankful and want to honor you for the work that you've done um, within this field because I know many, my, myself as a story, many practitioners, um, it's been so vital to creating health and vitality in patients. So we want to honor you for that and we thank you for coming on today. How can, um, I know you mentioned, can you just mention again the ways to to get that information and then um any, any social media or anything that you have that
1: people can look at some more of your stuff. Yeah. Thank you for that, Rachel. That's very kind. Um, I, yeah. So myhappygenes.com if you want to go and order a DNA kit and start looking at your genetics. Um, we do have a Facebook page and uh, my happy genes and, um, the holistic methylation is with a W W H O L. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, i see <laughs> methylation um i know it's a mouthful but there there's a bunch of information there and you can watch some of the videos as well that on youtube there's also i have a channel in there dr j dunn uh so you can watch some videos that are really um that go into the what the methylation is and the genetics and all of that a little bit more if you're mm-hmm. interested so you can check that out um yeah awesome those yeah and videos. i will link
0: i will link those two when i post this so people can can get those links and get them directly i just wanted to, you to say it for the audio portion if people aren't looking um so again we just thank you for your time today we thank you everyone who listened and we will catch you guys next time on the unfiltered healing podcast take care